0: Acts 29 took down their video that I talked about on my last podcast and admitted that they were theologically unclear on these important biblical issues, and they apologized. I want to talk more about that. Welcome back. My name is Cody Lawrence, and this is Spare No Arrows where we focus on uh, cultural issues, attacking bad theology, uh, and building up a good, solid Christian culture. I was only going to talk about this video, this apology, because the the very last podcast I released was about how egregiously awful this content was that they post. Not only this, but along with a lot of the other content that they post, so this isn't uh, unusual, but it was... Particularly bad, so I wanted to talk about it, and I wanted to bring up the fact that they apologized. But, then, I fell down a rabbit hole where I discovered even more rot and corruption within the Axe 29 network. This is all publicly known stuff, and I wanted to talk about it in this episode, but I think that will be fun for us to do more of a deep dive into And so I'm just going to split it into two episodes. So I just want to talk about the apology in this one and stay tuned for the next episode that I'll probably just release on the same day uh, that I'll record right after I'm done with this one to discuss what else I found out based on a tweet, an ex post, uh, where someone did a lot of really good research into another one of the board members churches of Acts 29. So let's first talk about this apology. So a quick recap, I highly recommend you check out the last episode. If you didn't, but I'll give you a quick recap. Anyway, Acts 29 had some kind of conference in the Northwest, uh, over the past few weeks and they have speakers. And one of the speakers was this guy named Mike Sullivan. And the title of his speech was called walking with Jesus among our LGBTQIA plus friends. Then they liked it so much that Acts 29 decided to interview the guy and publicly post this interview on their website about the talk that he did, and so essentially the um, the video that they posted was just reiterating content that uh, he talked about in his talk, right? And so I want to read to you the apology here. Last week we posted a video where we interviewed Mike Sullivan as a follow up to a talk he gave at a local gathering of Acts 29 pastors in the Northeast. We love Mike and his heart for reaching the lost in his community, and are glad Emmaus City Church is in the network. Since posting, we have received feedback that our video appeared to minimize the severity of sin, and our interview lacked the clarity needed to publicly communicate biblical truth on such a critically important issue. Upon further reflection, we agree and have removed the video from our website. Nice. If you have been any or if you have been to any of our events this year, you've heard us say that the future of Acts 29 will be characterized by theological clarity, but at the end of the day, this video was theologically unclear. Acts 29 has always, and will always, hold to a historically orthodox view on gender and human sexuality. We apologize for the video, and are committed to improving our efforts to resource pastors and planters for effective ministry signed the Acts 29 team okay so let's talk about this is this a good thing uh is it good is it bad you know let's discuss so my initial thought was um this is you know this is some kind of cover-up this is i mean i don't trust Acts 29 as far as i can throw them and i can't throw them <clears throat> but it does seem to be a sincere apology usually in things like this when people post this kind of thing uh they they make excuses which kind of is the case here as we'll discuss or they um they they don't actually apologize and they just offer an excuse instead of an apology but they they actually said we apologize they actually said that um and so as far as that goes cool They took down the video. Great. That's better than what uh, they've done in the past. That's better than what the Gospel Coalition does when they post something horrible that gets a lot of pushback. But I think ultimately the reason they did this is not because they were wrong, but because of the pushback. And Acts 29 and a lot of churches and a lot of church networks these days in the evangelical Christian world, and really just the Christian world as a whole, at least in America, we want to please people. We want to make people happy. We want to, uh, you know, quote unquote, be a good witness. We want to be as winsome and attractive as possible to as many people as possible. And when uh, more people than just the conservatives start getting upset with us, then we want to, you know, back down and lean into some clarity and all the other big Eva language that we can use. But another thought that I had was one, you know, this was a real apology but two the guy did have the talk and he and and this talk was done in front of pastors and church planners and the people who were pushing back against them on this were laymen you know there were a lot of pastors but a lot of other people were just people like me pushing back against them for this awful theology where people like us who know you know anything about the bible whatsoever know better than to say like ah it kind of sounds like you're affirming homosexuality here or at least you're refusing to call it a sin you know they they didn't even speak about that whatsoever and that also undoubtedly was reflected in Mike Sullivan's talk at this conference where he was talking to pastors and if his talk was not well received they wouldn't have then interviewed him on the site and if the guy who interviewed them. I don't know the guy's name, but some, you know, Acts 29 guy who does all these interviews for the website. Presumably, he's some kind of pastor. Presumably, he reads his Bible sometimes, you know, presumably as a person who interviews people for one of the biggest church planting networks in the world. I mean, they're not that big, but they there aren't that many church planting networks out there. Uh, you would think he would have, you know, at least a tentative grasp on orthodox theology why did that interview happen in the first place why did that talk happen in the first place why was this this mike sullivan guy allowed to get up and have this talk in the first place where then he would be interviewed by acts 29 because they liked the talk so much that they wanted to reiterate his points for the broader public And, you know, by public, I mean pastors. And so what what Acts 29 does with these conferences is that they train pastors. This is what they're trying to get pastors to believe. And in a lot of cases, they are training the pastors to be far more stupid and gullible and have worse theology than the layman. And what that ends up doing is that we have these pastors leading churches with this horrible theology, and they just trust that their uh, church network is going the right direction. And so they pass that on to the layman. And the laymen want to trust their pastors and they don't want to second guess and question every single thing their pastor says. And so they end up buying into a lot of this stuff too. And it's awful. It's awful. So I deeply distrust Acts 29 that this, any of this even happened in the first place. Like you, you know, if you have a solid church A person who has a talk like this can't just accidentally slip in one day and guest preach. You know what I mean? It just wouldn't happen. It is impossible. So the fact that this talk happened at all, and that all the points in his talk were reiterated in the Acts 29 website interview, is indicative of awful, awful theological cracks, abysses even in in this church network it's scary it's dangerous and they do offer an excuse in the apology and they said if you've been any of our events this year you've heard us say that the future of acts 29 will be characterized by theological clarity i wonder what that means and i will be sitting here with bated breath ready to analyze future talks and future content from acts 29 um in addition to what i'm going to talk about next episode that's that i mean this is like one of the worst things I've I've heard of that I'm going to talk about next. I mean it's it's awful. It's not theological clarity that they're after. They're after pleasing people. Another thing is that I wanted to point out <clears throat> in the last episode I discussed how they remove people uh severely and harshly and quickly like Pastor Chase Davis who was just a conservative guy and he was questioning the, the liberal drift of acts 29 very gently, very softly, I think far less softly or I mean far softer than I would have probably. But that's fine. And they kicked him out without warning. And I have an interview with pastor Chase Davis where that happens, but look at how they treat someone like pastor Chase Davis who would be and who is staunchly, Against this kind of thing, and then compare that to how they treat Mike Sullivan. They're not kicking Mike Sullivan out of Acts 29 without remorse, without warning, quickly and harshly, dropping the hammer on Mike. They're not doing that. They're they're saying we love Mike. We're so happy he's in the network. Yeah, he gave this awfully, feel the- I mean this horribly theologically problematic talk, but. Hey, we love Mike. He's welcome into our network. While people like Chase Davis, uh, I mean, wow, Chase Davis asked us some questions and like posted some blog posts about why social justice is bad. Like, holy moly. I don't know that we can trust this guy. I don't know that our missions are in alignment. I don't know that this is the right network for his church. That's like compare how they treat these people. Based on the things they believe Mike Sullivan and acts 29 is obviously coming from a more progressive direction, except the problem is that they pretend that they're coming from a conservative direction. And if you look at the board members like, um, like Matt Chandler, you know, Matt, Matt Chandler was the president of acts 29 and he stepped down as president, but he's still the executive director of the board. So he's still in charge. He has stepped down just as the face but he is still behind the scenes pulling the strings, which is another example of how subversive and manipulative the leadership structure is in Acts 29 and how they really just care about pleasing people and they don't actually care about repenting or changing their ways. I highly doubt that we ever are going to hear a talk come from Acts 29 where somebody strongly and confidently says homosexuality is a sin and we need to rid the world of it, not by force, but by converting people to the gospel and calling them to repent and believe just like all sin. We need to strive to be converting people on the inside and the outside, because if you're converted on the inside, you're also going to be converted on the outside. You're going to be sanctified. You're going to want to stop the sins that you're responsible for. You're not going to welcome them. You're not going to post pronouns in your bio because you want to seem, you know, cool with, with all the, the hip sexual deviant community. No, no, no. You're going to strongly stand against sin and give the gospel to people at the same time. And I don't see that happening with Acts 29 anytime soon, but you know, if they really are committed to theological clarity, wait a second. It's what is it? It's September. It's almost the end of the year. And, and they do this. I just thought about this. They're like this year we're focusing on theological clarity the year is almost over. They've been teaching on theological clarity for almost a year for nine months. And, and this is the stuff that they put out acts 29. Stop lying. Stop lying to yourself. Stop lying to the people. Hey, just admit that you're progressives, right? Just stop calling yourself a conservative. Just admit that you don't care what the Bible says. Just throw out your Bibles. And I mean, if they're a church network that plants churches, and this is the kind of stuff that's in their churches, it is better off that a lot of these churches don't even exist. Seriously. Because if you're teaching people this kind of stuff, what you're not teaching them the gospel because the gospel requires you to repent and believe. If you believe, but you don't repent, then you don't really believe. One more thing that I wanted to say the line where it says acts 29 has always and will always hold to a historically orthodox view on gender and human sexuality one uh, gender isn't a thing they shouldn't be saying gender but you know i'm willing to let that slide gender is is uh, silly leftist nonsense like i we shouldn't even be using the word gender it's just sex so there is no historically orthodox view on gender in fact the historically orthodox view on gender is, is to not affirm gender because the idea of gender was not affirmed at all. Just up until like 50 years ago, 40 years ago, 50, I don't know. So like within, within our century, gender came into existence, this idea. So there is no historically Christian Orthodox view on gender. And the second thing is, uh, what, what, what is that? A person can say all they want. Well, I'm, I'm Orthodox. I believe in the, the Christian view of this. But what is that? If you want to be theologically clear, you need to tell us Acts 29 has always and will always hold to the view that homosexuality is a sin that needs to be repented of by Christians. That's what they should have said. To say something like, I am always wary if you try to ask someone a direct question and they're like, I hold the Christian view on that. That's sneaky. That's sneaky and you like it it seems to be a good apology on the face but i think if you look into it and then if you look at their track record um really it's it's not something to be trusted i think what they're really sorry for is sorry that they got caught stay tuned for the next episode where i'm going to dive even deeper into the rot and corruption at the very highest levels of leadership in acts 29 it's going to be fun god bless